Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another additional Sports Urban Legend. Along my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I am of course William Amo. What's up, Mac? What's going on? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing good, man. You know the Knicks, man. What, what can I, what can I say, man? We're gonna we're gonna talk about this this um, hot Knicks streak. We're gonna oh, get yeah. into that. We're gonna talk about baseball. Um, what's going on with? Uh, you know, both aces in New York. The Grom with a phenomenal game on Friday night. And then um, Garrett Cole outdueling Shane Bieber, the reigning AL, um, you know, um, signing award winner. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about what's going on with the Nets, who, who just, uh, you know, took, took first place in the Eastern Conference. And, you know, you've got the, NBA, the NFL draft going on. Um, you know, we'll talk about who we think, uh, you know, the Nick, the rather the Jets are going to sign with the two pick. Um, and of course, wrestling, we're going to talk WWE with the the recent firings. I don't think we, we touched on it last week. 
think we think we ran out of time. We'll talk about that. Um, we'll also talk about um, you know the what's going on in WWE, AEW, um, obviously NXT, and then this upcoming Impact pay per view event, which um, has Kenny Omega, you know, battling um, uh, uh, Rich Swan to unify both titles from, you know, the, their various companies. You know, we'll get into that um, today and so much more. So if you'd like to talk about any of these topics and more, we'd love to hear from you. The number is 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So um, feel free to talk about any of these topics, you know, the floor is yours, so come on down. But um, you know, with that said, let's let's tip off with NBA basketball. And today's uh, title of today's uh, episode is great. That's G R eight with the letter eight. Um, great is not enough for the Knicks, and uh, basically. As you can see, after uh, today's game, eight was not enough for the Knicks. Uh, today, you know, um, the Knicks, they they defended their home court and defeated the Toronto Raptors, and they blew them out. Final score, 120-103. The Knicks was leading most of the way um, until the, you know, until the, um, the Raptors, came, you know, took the lead, I think, in the third quarter. And then after it was in the fourth quarter, they, that's when the Knicks, um, you know, you know, ballooned the lead, you know. So, you know, props to the Knicks. You know, they keep this um, this energy going. Um, Julius Randle, I think he had, what, 31 points and um, probably 10 rebounds, I think. Am I assuming right? And uh, R.J. Barrett, he had a good game as well. Uh, Rose, I think he scored 19 points off the bench. And, um, I mean, what more can you say about the Knicks, man? They don't want to lose, man. <laughs> you know, for the past 20 years, except for the, what, 2013 Knicks, this team didn't want to win. They couldn't win. You know, but now they can't lose, man. Nine-game nine winning streak, man. You got to love it, man. It's it's a, a whole new energy from, you know, you know, from the Knicks, man, from – the fan base, the New York City, you know, even though we're going through this, you know, pandemic, man, you know, you can see there's a there's a buzz in the city, you know, some sort of normalcy back to the, you know, the good old days of the 90s, you know. And then you got the Knicks, man, playing D, you know, shooting um, six, six, um, 16 three-pointers. And 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 uh, you know ten in the the you know first half to like start that whole momentum which made them get to that to that um, big lead and um, what more can you say Mac what's on your mind Mac well yeah man the Knicks have been playing great basketball nine game winning streak they're playing great defense they're shooting three pointers all over the place. Um, they're, they're just exciting to watch right now, man. I haven't been this pumped up to be a Knicks fan in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been playing great. And Derrick Rose has been playing well since he's been traded here. Uh, Julius Randle 
and having an MVP season, averaging 23 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. And, you know, this guy has improved this game a lot. He's shooting the ball well from three. I think he had uh, how many three-pointers that he had today. He had several three-pointers today. But, you know, it's tough to guard him. You know, because he can uh, he can post you up inside and he can shoot from the outside, and then take you to the basket. I mean, this guy, you know, he's improved his all around game, and you know, he's the reason why the Knicks are in the position that they are now. You know, in the four seed. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's been an all around effort, you know, by this team, and you gotta you gotta commend the uh, coach Tibbs. You know, he's preached defense all season long, and he's got these guys, you know, playing his style of basketball. And, you know, they've been playing really well. Uh, you know, this, the schedule will get a bit tougher once they get to the West Coast. But, you know, this nine-game winning streak, you know, it's it's been fun to watch. Absolutely, man. It's, it's been a long time coming, man. The Knicks, you know, this is what we, we've been asking for the Knicks. You know, we, we you know, uh, before anybody can have dreams of them, you know, ever winning a championship, they have to, they have to preach defense. They have to go back to the basics. And this, you know, there's a whole culture change. You know, getting Tom Thibodeau, you know, Rand, Randall, you know, um, you know, making that commitment, you know, looking, you know, looking in the mirror and, and, you know, seeing that he could do better. Like this guy is a very talented guy, you know, coming out of the Lakers. You know, he, he was a guy who was, um, you know, highly touted, you know, played his first, what, four years in, with the Lakers and the the work work ethic that um you know the late great Kobe Bryant instilled in him you know finally you know got unlocked and he became the leader of the team you know and um and yeah man uh, I don't have nothing nothing but good things to say about um you know Randall you know his his commitment to turning his season around and turning the franchise around. And um, yeah, man, props to him, man. I mean, if he doesn't win the the most improved player award, then they might as well just cancel the awards. Like, I mean, he he should win it. Thibodeau should be the coach of the year, hands down. And he should be he should be a serious um, threat for the for the MVP award because that's how great this guy has been. This guy has been basically a walking triple double now, like. You got yeah, to at least the most improved player of the year, man. Yeah. Playing around. For sure. Like, I mean, and, and another thing, man, um, R.J. Barrett, you heard it here first. R.J. Barrett is the, next year is going to be an all-star. I'm telling you. I'm telling you this right now. Because this guy... Um, Edwards, like a, what was that, a month ago, was criticizing him, saying like, "Oh, if he takes the last shot, you know, I'm good with it. We don't want Randall, which obviously you wouldn't want Randall to have the ball in his hand because Randall is the best player on the team. Obviously, you don't want the star player. But but to to dismiss R.J. Barrett and saying like, oh, like saying like he's not clutch. The dude's like 21 years old, and you could even see it's in his DNA that he that he's a clutch player. He just he just needs to mature more and you could see you could see it coming to fruition you know during this streak and all season all season long really i mean he's been scoring i mean nothing but props for rj barrett and the whole team everybody's 
pulling their weight and they're pulling they're pulling their weight they're in the tug of war they're all pulling in the in the same direction and that's why we have this nine game winning streak we just got to keep it going you know let's go next definitely definitely just got to keep it up you know they have a big game coming up here on monday against the suns you know mm-hmm. who's in second place in the west so that's going to be a tough test oh yeah for sure and then they're going to be battling their old nemesis um, the Bulls, they're going to be hosting them Wednesday night. Yeah. And uh, to wrap up the week, Sunday, we're going to have a rematch of the 94 um, NBA Finals with the, the Knicks, you know, continuing their road trip in Houston. So, yeah, it's, yeah, the, the, the Knicks are, you know, the Knicks, these are what, last 11 games, they're going to be tough. You know, you're going to have um, Suns tomorrow night. In Phoenix, at uh, Chicago, at um, Rockets, at at Memphis, at Denver. Um, let me see. Clippers, Lakers, and then they're gonna come back on May 13th when um, you know New York should you know open up their um, restrictions just in time for, you know, playoff basketball um, in a few weeks. So, you know, you got to love it. You know, Knicks are going to be back at the Garden May 13th. Uh, then they're going to host the the Hornets. And then they're going to wrap up the season hosting the Celtics, which, you know, who knows? These two teams might be battling it out, you know, yeah. in the playoffs. So who knows? That's another team, you know. Obviously, with the Bulls that we're gonna face uh, on Wednesday, Wednesday night. Obviously, the Knicks and the Celtics are synonymous as being, you know, you know, two of the Knicks, you know, greatest rivals. And then, of course, you got the Lakers, which that goes without saying. We, we've played like what four NBA tie, four NBA finals against those teams. So against the Lakers. So I mean, that's. Yeah, obviously the Nixon Laker rivalry, that's a you know, a very iconic rivalry, but unfortunately it's been at, at the back burner because the Knicks, you know, they haven't been a championship caliber team in a in like thirty years, so but yeah, this is this is gonna be an interesting, crazy, insane final season. Basically I mean, this this stretch, this final stretch is gonna be on the road the the West Coast trip. Which I mean, that's that's where dreams go to die. But this Nick team, man, they, you know, they, you know, this is, this is not the same old Knicks team that we've been watching for the past, you know, twenty years. With the, of course, with the exception of that Woodson team um, in uh, twenty thirteen. You know, this Knicks team is hungry. They're most importantly playing defense. They're sharing the ball, and they're a family. So. Uh, you know, I'm just pumped to see where this next team goes, and hopefully, sky's the limit for them. But right now, it's the building blocks. We're 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 sending, we're, we're building the foundation, and we keep going in the right direction. You know, who knows? Then they could attract stars for real. But right now, we just got to focus on this this run, keeping the streak going, and hopefully, keeping a, a even bigger streak, an improbable streak in the in the postseason in May 
And, oh, man, God willing, in June. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, this new team, they're very resilient. Even in the games that they lose, mm-hmm. you know, they're still fighting. You know, they're not giving up. So I think, uh, you know, this West Coast trip coming up, you know, I think they're, they're going to do all right. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they're going to be all right. You know, they have uh, two more games here at Master Square Garden. You know, one a tough one against the Suns and another one against the um the Bulls. The Rock the Bulls, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're gonna then, face, uh, they're gonna start the road trip against the Rockets next Sunday. Yeah. yeah the West Coast trip. So yeah, hopefully they can try to win these next two games at home before going on that trip, you know? Mhm. So we'll see. Amen to that. Yeah, this whole hopefully this trip we can get to at least eleven. Before we get to, we go we go out west where um, the odds of the odds are against them of them coming out of that West Coast trip with a winning record. But hey, this Knicks team who who would have thought this Knicks team would have been in fourth place right now? So yeah, let's go, man. Let's let's get that engines fired up, revved up. Let's go. Yeah, I'm a believer. Did, did did you hear that motorcycle in the background? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I said, did you hear a motorcycle in the background? What motorcycle? No, outside my house, there's someone driving a motorcycle. So I had to oh. get the correlation. <laughs> had the, you know, engines revved up. So. Oh. <laughs> Let's go, Knicks. And then, you know, on the other side... um, you know, you got the Nets. The Nets, they're you know they're doing their thing as well. Um, you know they, uh, you know they they defeated the Celtics uh, by the final score of uh, 109 to 104. Uh, yeah, this was um, was yesterday, and um, yeah, man, the the Nets, man, the you know the Nets continue to to do their thing, you know. They just need their guys to stay healthy. You know, that's that's really the real test. Because do you know how many games the big three have played together this whole season? Not many. I think probably like I saw the stat the other day. I think it was like five games together, maybe. Maybe Very less. close. Seven. Mm. Wow. So yeah, they're trying to make history. You know, they're they're forty and twenty right now, and they're just they can they can go against the odds because what what team have all these star players out like this and then they just gel in the postseason and win it all, you know? They have a lot of talent, but it's the question is do they have enough chemistry, you know? Because they haven't played that many games together. So, you know, time will tell if they can finally stay healthy and uh, if you could get um, – you know, Harden healthy, Durant most importantly healthy, and then you know, Kyrie Irving, you know, you know, focused on on the task at hand and leading them to the the promised land. Because obviously, Kyrie Irving, he's been there before. He's won a title. You know, when uh, LeBron came back, you know, obviously Durant won the two titles with uh with the Warriors and um and Harden. He's trying to get that first ring. So 
yeah, you know, it's 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 gonna be a you know obviously an the 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 light the spotlight is on them, but you know, and, and a, a lot of pressure. Fact, yeah, a lot of pressure on the Nets. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, the Nets is the better team in town, but you know, Knicks are getting the back pages because uh you know this probable run. Even sushi and dishing, you know. <laughs> Nothing but net, I guess. <laughs> yeah, scooping and hooping. <laughs> so yeah, t- tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon, they're gonna host the Suns. They're gonna go on the road against uh, the the Raptors in Toronto. They're gonna be on the road again against Indiana, against the Pacers. Um, then they're going uh, Friday night. They're gonna they're gonna host the the the, the um, Trailblazers. Going to Milwaukee on Sunday, May second. Oh yeah, they're gonna have a back to back. Then they they're, then they're going to oh they wait a minute, wait a minute they're playing two two games two games in Milwaukee, back to back. What the, what is that? The Knicks? No, the Nets. The Nets are playing the the Bucks on the road on Sunday Sunday afternoon May second, and then on Tuesday night. Uh, May fourth, um, May the fourth. Probably the makeup game, maybe. They're going to be playing the Nets. They're going to be they're going to be on the road again against the Bucks again. Usually they have like a a, a home and home series, but you're, you're probably right. Maybe they they're making up the game because yeah, cause there's some COVID. Uh, wasn't there some yeah. COVID issues with some players COVID earlier this year or something? Yeah, that's weird. And then they're going to still be on the road against Dallas. You know. In Dallas against the Mavericks, they're gonna play the Nuggets, um, the Nuggets in Denver, May eighth. Um, then on the eleventh, they're gonna play. They're gonna be on the road against uh, the Bulls in Chicago. Uh, they're gonna host the Spurs in uh, May uh, May twelfth. The Bulls again. Uh, well, actually, they're gonna host the Bulls this time, May fifteenth, and then. End the season, hosting the Cavaliers until they, you know, the real the real season start for the Nets. So yeah, it's a it's a huge time for New York basketball. Oh yeah, I love it. Now, what did you say? I said, oh yeah. No, <laughs> I thought we said the same thing because when I said you gotta love it, and I heard you, I thought you said the same thing, but you said, oh yeah. But yeah, man. I, Let's, let's keep it going. Oh yeah, another thing is Durant said that he he hopes this you know that we do you know the Nets and the Knicks face each other, you know. So be careful what you wish for. Yeah, you be know. careful what you wish for. You know, mm-hmm. those guys, you know, they better stay healthy mm-hmm. for them to get there. Exactly, and that's gonna be embarrassing if the Knicks upset them. Yeah, that would be, and I would love that. I would love that better too. than sex. <laughs> well, hopefully the the you know the Knicks will will uh, get their wish in face and and Durant for that case will get their wish and uh, and who knows a miracle might happen. Let's see. I'll find out. But uh, shifting gears, man. Let's yeah, let's talk uh, baseball. You know, Friday night. The Mets, Jacob Degrom. I, I could just 
you know, do a mic drop right now. I mean, this guy, he's been, he's been impressive, especially since 2018 when he's been on this Sion mode. I mean, ever since he, since he came up, he's always been a, a very good pitcher. And, you know, he's, he's won games in the postseason, you know, that 2015. But, yeah, once he, once, he, once he cut his hair, he had that anti-Samson effect. You know, instead of losing his power, his strength, he got even stronger. And that was more evident Friday night at City Field. This guy, man, Jacob DeGrom, this guy is like a video game character. Like, this, this dude, man, he, he, he pitched complete game. Two hits shut out, struck out 15 batters, a career high. And mind you, these, these last starts, he's been, he's been tying his career high at least two or three times this whole season, man. Like, and then he finally overcame it uh, with the last, the last out in the seventh. And he struck, at one point, he struck out like um, um, six batters. But the, the eight and nine inning, he didn't get any strikeouts. You know, he was pitching the contact and finished the game with, uh, you know, the two-hit shutout on 109 pitches. And, I mean, he's been dominant. And remember, I said it was a two-hitter. Guess how many hits he got, he had in the game? Uh, how many hits he allowed, you mean? No, how many hits he had in the game? Remember, this is the National League. How, how many hits DeGrom had? Yeah, he, get, he, uh, he hit. That is correct. Including the RBI, he knocked in the first run for the Mets in that game to give them a one nothing lead. Um, so yeah, he he gave he allowed two hits and he he had two hits for himself. Mm, you wow. know, so so this guy he was dominant, and then the fans were chanting MVP MVP. I mean he I mean this guy man, if there's a pitcher who's gonna win it uh, again, uh, MVP award again, uh, that would be him man. Because didn't didn't Bob Gibson win it? Win the award, the, the MVP award? Possibly. As a pitcher? I know it's, it's been done before, but yeah. Jacob DeGrom, man, he's in a whole other world. He's in, a no, he's in another galaxy, man. Far, far away. This guy is just dominating, man. Like, couldn't be more proud of him, man. I mean, you know, now he finally has a winning record. Uh, he won back-to-back games. Uh, <laughs> seemed like the first time in a long time that's happened. He has a two and one record, and the the one time he lost, you know, the team, um, you know, they didn't score any runs for him as usual. So, I mean, he's been phenomenal. His ERA is like point thirty one, point thirty one, and his ERA, his his Met slash career ERA, is even higher than Seaver's Met career. Like, I think he's like what, like a two fifty three ERA. Seavers two fifty five. So, I mean, this guy he's 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 in a whole another world, man. Like, if this guy can stay healthy and pitch in his forties and he keeps up this trajectory that he's on, man, he's definitely in the he's he's not only a Hall of Famer. He's in the he's in the inner circle Hall of Famer, the Hall of Famers of Hall of Famers right there. So, stay healthy, Degrom. What, what what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, he's uh, definitely been dominant. You know, like he has you know these past several years. And, you know, he might have a dominant year again. That's if the Mets win games for him, you know, which is a rarity. But, you know, yeah, he, he's, he definitely uh, should be in an MVP discussion, as he should every year. 
But uh, yeah, you know, the Grom is the Grom. You know, definitely a future Hall of Famer. I'll say that. Yeah, all he needs to do is stay healthy, and then let's got to score some runs for him, play some D, and he he's a, he's a shoe in because this guy he's. He's he's like on a, a Colfax tear. Like he's, you know, obviously his wins his win totals is low, but his ERA is ridiculous. I mean, he he's literally the, the he has the best ERA in the history of the game and in, in the daytime. You yeah. know, I mean, this guy he's he um I think he was like the first pitcher to like have four strikeouts, uh, like uh, fourteen plus strikeouts um the, to start the season. And he has like fifty um fifty strikeouts to start the year. Like I mean this guy is, is unbelievable, man. Like I, what more can you say about the Grom? He's he's just he's he's just he's been the he's been the Grom in it. Yeah. He's just been dominant. He's been the Grom in it, man. He's the Grominator, man. He's he's just destroying the competition. But unfortunately um, you know, today, today's game, um, you know, Strowman, he's been great as well. I mean, he was three, coming into today's game, he was 3-0. and uh, His ERA was, like, I think top, was in the, was fifth place in the, in the NL, in the, you know, in the, the National League. But, you know, today, um, yeah, today was a, a sloppy game by, by the, 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 the Mets defense. Uh, Conforto, he he made some bad plays. Um, yeah, man, this 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 was an ugly loss. The Mets lost seven to one. Um, what what can you say? I mean, Strowman has been great this whole year, but yeah, this this game wasn't a wasn't uh, was clearly his worst start of the year. Um, oh yeah, another thing on the the Grom game, uh, uh, Brandon Nimbo hit a, a two run home run to. Put the game on ice to make it a six nothing uh, victory, you know, on the Grom through the two hit shutout. So, but yeah, it, it was like a tale of two cities, man. You know the the Mets, man. They they laid an egg just like they did in uh, in um, Chicago when they got swept. And um, yeah, the Mets need to swing the bats. I mean, Alonzo, he hit a couple of home runs in Chicago, but other than that, their offense has been horrible uh, this week. So they need to get their acts together and, uh, you know, turn the, turn the pitching around as well. You know, a lot of the pitchers haven't finished the fourth inning in Chicago especially. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what, what's going to happen with the Mets. Fortunately for them, you know they have the the starting pitcher that keeps them in in games. But I mean, he doesn't pitch every day. That's the only issue. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, for the most part, their starting pitcher has been starting pitching has been good for the most part. I mean, prior to the the um, Chicago outing, you know, uh, in Chicago sweep, you know they they've been you know um, Strowman's been pitching great. Uh, David Peterson, he he's been pitching great with the exception of his first start of the year. Um, I'm trying to think. There was a Chicago Cup game earlier this week where it looked like Mets were playing loopers and blunders. <laughs> I don't know which, like, I don't know what day it was. Probably, might have been Wednesday. But, dude, uh, 
I I can't even remember, and I saw all three of those games. Like they all they're all like a blur. They all 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 the, all of those games were the same to me. Like it was a horrible game, horrible games whatsoever. Yeah, there was like a there was a game where like one inning like a bunch of errors were being made. Yeah, what, what the hell was going that? On yeah. There? Yeah, we scored. They scored like seven runs on us. Um, they were, yeah, that it might have been Wednesday. It might have been Wednesday. You might be right. That's the one be trying to, trying to about to catch a pop up, and then the ball just like flew over his head. Like <laughs> he thought it was gonna be a pop up, I guess, oh, and man. he missed it. Insane. Absolutely insane. Crazy. And Lindor throwing the ball in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you should have thought today's game Conforto, man He 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 was not looking comfortable You know <laughs> Shoot, at the play or, or playing defense Like It was an ugly game Ugly game, man That's got to turn it around They got to get back to the basics Yeah And speaking of a team that's going back to the basics you know, after the um the um Tampa Bay Rays series, the the Yankees look like they're back on track. You know, seeing the the Indians have uh you know, you know got their their mojo back. You know, they're 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 firing on all cylinders now. Um, won a couple of games in Cleveland. They um what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, and and today's game, uh, a duel of aces. You you had Garrett Cole. Um, out dueling Shane Bieber um, today's game uh, final, with the final score of uh, two to one. So, man, uh, this was a this was definitely um, you know the the medicine that the, the the Yankees needed. You know this is this is this is the defining uh, moment as a Yankee. Uh, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, you know the Yankees they're on a three game winning streak all of a sudden, so they're starting to climb themselves out of that hole that they put themselves in early on, you know, in this uh, AL East. But, um, yeah, they've been playing well these last three games, although the offense, I think the offense still needs to be more consistent. You know, all year long, you know, these guys have stranded runners. They're not hitting runs on base. Um, You know, they just don't look like the Yankee offense that we're used to seeing, you know. But, um you know, the pitching has been all right. Uh, Cole, I mean, you mentioned DeGrom being dominant. I mean, Cole has been just as dominant for us this year. So far, through five starts, he has 50 strikeouts, mm-hmm. only three walks, a 1.71 ERA, just three and one. So, you know, right now he'd be my pick for being Cy Young in the American League. And, you know, you could rely on him every start. As for the other starting pitchers, not so much. The other starters have struggled. Uh, Kluber, he struggled a bit. Um, Kalon, uh, Tyen, whatever his name is, has struggled. Mm-hmm. Montgomery, he struggled a little bit. So, you know, right now, you know, Cole is pretty much the only starting pitcher we can rely on every five days. You know, these other guys, you know, they're uh, in- they're inconsistent. The bullpen hasn't been that bad. Bullpen's, uh, you know, they've been striking a lot of people. I think right now the Yankees lead major the majors in overall strikeouts. You know, which is not, which is not a bad thing, but you know we don't have anything to show for it because we're only what nine and eleven right now. So we need to do much better. But um, 
I think we're headed in the right direction right now. You know, now that you know we're on this winning streak, so hopefully tomorrow we can sweep the series and uh, get back to the basics. You know, uh, hopefully we can uh, catch up with the Red Sox. We're currently four and a half games behind. I think is it four? Let me see. They're thirteen. Yeah, I think it's about four and a half games or so. So, good win. Good win uh, for the Yankees, and uh, hopefully they can keep it up. Yeah, man, that's what we were talking about last week. Like, don't count don't count the Yankees out, man. They've been in, in tough spots, and then they pulled, you know, incredible comebacks. So, obviously, yeah. I, I've been seeing the Yankees do it for, like, 20 years, over 20 years. So, you know, it ain't over till it's over. Yeah. I mean, obviously – the guy who said it is a Yankee legend, Yogi Berra, but he said it when he was managing the 73, you got to believe Mets, but. Oh, yeah. You know. But, yeah, the the Yankees, man, the bullpen has been great, especially, you know, Loisaga and uh, Chapman. You know, Chapman has been going back to his uh, his lights-out version of himself. Last year, uh, he, he looked, to me, he looked a little shaky, you know. Chapman? But, repeat that. You said Chapman? Yep. Chapman has actually been better this year. That's what that's exactly what I just said. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said he was he was he's been shaky. Last I thought year. That's what I you said. said. I oh said last, last year. year. Okay. I said la- I said yeah, I literally said Loisaga and Chapman has been pitching very well this year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Last year Chapman has been a little shaky. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chapman has added a splitter to his game, which is now he he has another pitch. I'll deceive mm-hmm. pictures, and now you know he won't have to rely on the you know that power um, curve that he has in the fastball mm-hmm. so much. So yeah, that splitter is gonna help him a lot. I think. Yeah, props to him to you know realize you know that hey he need to add that third pitch to give yeah. that, give himself another look because right. uh, you know everybody knows uh, that two seam fastball is is no joke. Yeah, but to add that that uh, extra pitch, now he got three devastating pitches. Pitches like yeah, as a as a performer, as an athlete, you always gotta reinvent yourself, you know. So, you know, props to him for uh, recognizing that he needs to um, he needed to add that third pitch um, to uh, you know improve his his um his performance. Gears, but let's uh, move to football. NFL draft coming coming uh, this Thursday, and you know, uh, you know, Jets and Giants are gonna make some big moves. And uh, for the Jets side, uh, you know, the, the the Jets are rumored to be going after Zach Wilson. And um, another thing is, um, basically, uh, Zach Wilson, he uh, he um, reportedly contacted several uh, former Jets quarterbacks, you know, such as Josh McCowan, Mark Sanchez, Chad Pennington, so he could get a feel of how New York is. Uh, I think it's a smart idea, you know, to at least to prepare himself, you know, what he's going to expect. What's your thoughts on the whole Zach Wilson storyline and him getting drafted? I think it's good. Uh, I think it's good. And I think, you know, the Jets right now, they made a smart decision in trading um, Darnold. Uh, what's Darnold, you know, because uh, obviously Darnold, you know, was not the quarterback that they thought, you know, he was uh, he he was gonna be. 
I mean, they thought this guy was going to be a franchise player. Just like uh, Mark... Um, Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez, you know? Right. So uh, hopefully Zach Wilson ends up to be that franchise quarterback. He doesn't end up to be a... He doesn't turn out to be a bust. So I think he'd, he'd be a good fit for the Jets if the Jets, you know, do end up getting him. Um, Giants on the other end. Giants, uh, I think right now they have focused more on improving their defense. Uh, even though their defense right now, I think, is, would, be perf- would be great if the season started. But they should definitely improve their defense and offensive line a bit. Um, Jets, you know, obviously a quarterback – and, you know, they got a lot to improve on as far as offense and defense. They just have uh, more work to do, you know, for, during this upcoming draft than the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure. Um, the the Giants, they're, you know, they got the 11th pick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're rumored to be um, – you know, going after Rashawn Slater, or even uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devonta Smith, yeah, you know, as a possible guy. So, and and then the the news out of this week was basically Dave Gettleman. He has a reputation of not, you know, trading down, you know, to get more picks. But you know, he was talking to the media and he was saying like, um, you know, he's he's more than willing to you know trade down, yeah. but you know. Basically, you know, he's not going to get fleeced if he's going to make a trade. So so who knows? Maybe this might be the first time ever Dave Gettleman might trade down and, and acquire more picks. Might happen, yeah. Might happen. We'll see. But, yeah, this uh, this um, yeah, this draft is going to be interesting, you know. Yeah, I can't wait. These teams. I know a lot of Jeff fans are uh, excited. They want to see who their next quarterback is going to be. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the Jeffs, I think they have like, in the near future, they have like 13, 13 picks. So, yeah. Gotta make the most of it. But, um, yeah, shifting gears. Uh, and before we get into WWE, let's, um, yeah, let's let's go into this uh, pay-per-view event that's gonna go down tomorrow night on Sunday, and that is the the AEW the the TNA um, pay-per-view event Rebellion. And uh, the highlight of that match is you're gonna have the unifying match, the title match uh, that we're gonna get to uh, very soon. Uh, but before that, here's the matches that are going on. Uh, there's a, a TNA, who I should say, Impact Knockouts Tag Team uh, Championships. You have Fire and Flavor, which is uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles versus uh, Jordan uh, Grace and uh, Rachel Erling. She's the daughter of um, Paul Erling, from uh, you know the, the the manager from the Legion of Doom. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, Jordan Grace and, you know, Rachel, uh, Erling is going to win, win the, the tag titles since she made her debut, uh, this week. So, yeah, I think, I think she'll get the, the victory here. 
What's your thoughts? You know, I I'm out of the loop right now on AEW. You know, and okay. and TNA. So I'm not sure who's the wrestling. So I'm gonna go with whichever whichever superstar you think are gonna win in this <laughs> upcoming pay review that's coming right. up. Fair I don't enough. know what's going on right now, to be honest Fair with enough. you. Uh you got uh Chris Sabin, Eddie Edwards, James Storm, Willie Mack versus Violent by Design, Eric Young, Diener, Joe Doring, and Rhino. Eight man tag team match. Uh I'm gonna pick the the good guys to win here. Sabin, Eddie Edwards, James Storm, and Willie Mack to win this one. Um Oh, the last man standing match, you have Sammy uh, Callahan versus uh, Trey Miguel. I'm picking Sammy Sammy uh, Callahan to to win that one. Um, then you have a match of two former WWE stars, former tag team champions. Uh, you know the former Edgeheads. You have Matt Cardona. AKA formerly known as Zack Ryder facing his former friend, you know, Brian Myers, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins in a singles match. Who do you think is going to win that between these former ed- edgeheads? Wait, who, who's fighting again? Repeat the point. Basically, um, Zack Ryder versus Kurt Hawkins, but now Matt Cardona, Matt Cardona, I think is, um, is um, Zack, Zack Ryder's name, real name. And Brian Myers, I think, is uh, Kurt Hawkins' real name. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, I'll go with Zack Ryder. Yeah, that's um, that's what I think too. I think uh, Zack Ryder, now known as Matt Cardona, is going to win this match. Battle of two former tag team champions. That should be an interesting match. Then you got the Impact X Division Championship. Ace Austin defending his title against Josh Alexander and TJP, another former WWE guy. Um, I'm going to pick Ace Austin to defend that. Um, then onto the Impact's Knockouts Championship, you have Diana Carrazzo, who who's form, formerly in NXT, and uh, she she um, she had a match against Nia Jax, I think, last year before she got cut in the annual cuts that WWE has been doing. We'll get more to this year's uh, one in a few minutes. Deanna Perrazzo, she's the Impact Women's Knockouts Champion. She's defending against Emma, now known as Tennille Dashwood. I think that might be her real name as well. So um, I think Deanna Perrazzo is going to retain that match against the, the title against Emma. Uh, then you got the the TNA Impact World Tag Team Championships. You have Finn Juice, which has David Finley and Juice Robinson versus the Good Brothers, which obviously, you know, that's Gallows and Anderson um, for the titles. Um, I think Good Brothers are going to retain the titles. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're in the elite. They're, they're allied with Kenny Omega and the young bucks from AEW, they um they turned heel last week or so. So 
yeah, it's not going to be a good look. Kenny Omega trying to unify the titles and, and um, you know, the Good Brothers in their alliance loses the titles so recently, you know, which is the exact opposite of what WWE did with uh, the Hurt Business. You know, you have Bobby Lashley winning the title um, after the, um, you know, um, Benjamin and, and uh, Alexander won it. And then once Bobby Lashley wins it, then they made them drop the titles and then they got kicked out of the hurt business. But in this case, good brothers will retain the tag team championship. And then not, uh, and then last, but definitely not, not least you have the impact and TNA world champion, uh, rich one defending the impact world championship versus the AEW champion, Kenny Omega. Winner takes all match for the Impact World Championship and the AEW World Championship. Hands down, without a shadow of a doubt, I think Kenny Omega will will defeat Rich Swan and unify the AEW and the Impact World Wrestling titles. I'm going with Kenny Omega as well, even though I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. That I think his history is gonna be made. Kenny Omega, he's gonna, re- you know, he's gonna retain the AEW championship, and then, uh, you know, gain the Impact Wrestling championship. Um, I think he also has a um, uh, um, I IGP. Yeah, he has a multiple titles right now. Um, he's he's the current triple A uh mega champion. Um, yeah, that's that's what the Mexican Lucha Libre uh organization. And um Yeah man, this you know, I think um Kenny Omega after he turned heel, um, was it a few months ago? He he's on a roll, so I think it's gonna it's gonna continue. But yeah, that's that's basically that with impact and and uh AEW. Yeah, switching gears to WWE and um what was I gonna say? But yeah, they they had some um some shocking um releases um you know last week and most notably you know you had the iconics getting released and then of course Mickey James and then the biggest surprise of them all Samoa Joe which to me made absolutely no sense to to release Samoa Joe I mean this guy this guy is a former champion every world champion everywhere he goes even the aforementioned TNA Impact, uh, you know, Ring of Honor, you name it. This guy has been a former champion. And it made no sense to release him because he could have been a legitimate, he could have been a legitimate threat for um, Roman Reigns' universal title and Bobby Lashley's WWE title. Heck, he could have legitimately joined forces with either of those guys. He could have joined forces with Bobby Lashley and MVP in the Hurt Business and stayed They've all worked together in a faction in uh, in Impact Wrestling when it was TNA almost a decade ago. And then you have 
Roman Reigns head of the table, which is a, a Samoan faction, which, hello, Samoa Joe would have been a perfect uh, member of that group. The Enforcer. Like, it made, more, it, made, it made no sense to get rid of him. Like, he literally could have been the Enforcer in both groups and then become kind of like Batista in Evolution. You know, he could have joined the faction, turned babyface, and challenge for the championship. I mean, that would have been such a beautiful story. But now WWE, I don't know what the heck they were thinking. They release him. And then basically, most likely he's going to go to AEW or return to T. Yeah, I don't think he's going to return to TNA Impact. Maybe Ring of Honor again, possibly. But, yeah, I think all the signs is pointing to AEW. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was... uh... It was stupid, very stupid to let this guy go. I mean, this guy, you know, he was a good commentator. And, you know, he was a good wrestler when he wrestled. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's been months since he's been in the ring. But, you know, he would, he did a great job as a ring, ringside commentator. Thought they should have at least kept him for that, you know. But, um, yeah, it's very disappointing that they let him go. Um and this point, the way they let, they let Mickey James go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was about mm-hmm. to go into that too. Did you hear how that, how they? Did you hear how they? Um, what they did to her? Yeah, I sent you the 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 link. Remember? Oh, you did. I sent okay. you this, yeah, the trash bag. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't remember if you you were the one that I thought I saw online, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. sent stuff in the trash bag. I mean, that's pretty messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they fired that guy, uh, Mark Carano, who's been a long time uh, guy in in the organization. I think I think he was even making more money than even the McMahons and Triple H, yeah, and even Kevin Dunn. I mean, those guys who've always been, you know, the the highest paid people in the company. Yep. And this guy, what arrogance! You're gonna fire. You're gonna. You, not only are you gonna fire her, you're gonna put her her stuff in the garbage, like. That is yeah, just so disrespectful. In the trash bag, like mm-hmm. disrespectful. It's so it's, it's so disgusting. It, it literally goes without saying. It, it, it's despicable. There's there's literally no, not WWE enough. for you. I know. That's why WWE is not as appealing of a place as it used to be. Yep. You know, like when you were a little kid, you'd be like, "Wow, look at all these cool wrestlers!" You know, you want to go there. And you hear so many stories of how they mystery people. It's messed up. Yeah. Future future WWE Hall of Famer. You know, treat her like I, I don't think she's been in the Hall of Fame yet. Who? Nikki James? Yeah, I don't think so yet. I don't think so. Yeah. I mean that's a that's a future WWE Hall of Famer, you're gonna disrespect her like that. Like it's messed up. Yeah. Messed up. I'm trying to remember what happened on on this weekend in WWE. I mean, Raw. There was no Bobby Lashley. I mean, it's. I mean, did he even explain why he wasn't there? Uh, that's a good question. I don't even remember why he wasn't there. Yeah, he's he's coming back this Monday, but they never. Like, they never said what the, you know, what was the reasoning. Oh, yeah, what happened, I'm trying to remember now. Um, What's his name? 
they um what was it um Drew McIntyre and somebody um oh yeah Braun Strowman unmasked uh T Bar and and Mace oh yeah the, um same in that group again Retribution yeah and um yeah I, I, I thought it was if you're gonna if you're gonna unmask them they should at least acknowledge who they were before because these exactly. guys were playing NXT. Especially, um, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Dominic Dijakovic. He was very popular in in NXT. You could at least had a like a reaction, like, "Oh my God, I can't believe T Bar." I think it was T Bar. T Bar is is, is Dijakovic from NXT. We haven't seen him in a long time. There was no reaction. Like, what's the? How are you gonna unmask somebody and have no reaction? <laughs> Who is this person? Like. <laughs> Are you trying to say like you don't watch your own product? You don't watch NXT? Like, that was just a dumb idea. If you're gonna unmask somebody, you gotta make a big deal about yeah, it. Yeah, be a big, big reveal. Yeah, and Dominic Dijakovic was really popular in NXT. He had feuds with with um with Keith Lee just before he came up. Like, yeah, I mean, like they they unmask him. I mean, everybody knew who they were, obviously, but. If you're gonna make a big deal on masking somebody, at least acknowledge who they were. Yeah, it's it's just just a dumb dumb idea that just acting like it's a different gimmick, kind of like um, uh, Dabakato, you know, with the um with um Apollo, Apollo Cruz. He's yeah. Colonel, what is he? Um, Commander Aziz or something like that. Like yeah, you know, you could have just you you could have. You could have still maintained it's the same guy, except, you know, he's just like Apollo Crews. He's maintaining his heritage. You know, he's, you know, like they could have they could have done that. You know? He ended up attacking uh, Kevin Owens last night. On All Friday. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, on Friday night now. Right, Friday night. Right, correct. Yeah. Yeah, SmackDown was better than 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 Raw, but. I'm trying to remember what else happened. You know, you had Daniel Bryan, um, you know, he, he was, you know, you know, he was putting Cesaro over, rightfully so. He was saying, like, that guy outworked all of them, including, you know, himself, you know, that he should get a title shot, which obviously that's that's very true. Yeah. I mean, him and Big E should be, should be, you know, competing for the championship, you know. but I think so, yeah. Yeah. And apparently Goldberg thinks so too, because there's a rumor that uh, supposedly um, Goldberg is challenging Big E. That he's next. Goldberg against yeah. Big E. Yeah. So uh. there, so um, maybe there's some. Maybe Big E will 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 win it. Will wow. win the title because I don't I don't see Big E him facing Big E as a as a you know. You know, intercontinental level wrestler. Wow, it's not the match that I want to see, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what match do you want to see? Lashley and Lesnar. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that goes without saying. Well, everyone—that's what everyone wants to see at this yeah. point. But who knows if that'll ever happen? I know. Hopefully, hopefully, Lesnar won't dodge. Um, Lashley, like Shawn Michaels, dodged the rock back in the day. <laughs> you know, if you give us uh, Big E and 
Goldberg. That's like a poor man's Lashley versus Lesnar almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Roman Reigns versus Goldberg, like they were trying to do before the pandemic happened. Yeah. Well, that that's better than the, than the Big E versus uh, Goldberg. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, of course. I, I, I want to see I that. Agree. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Or even Braun Strowman versus um, Goldberg, which that's that's exactly what we had last year. Yeah. You know. But yeah, for um. Yeah, man, WWE they got to step up their game. I mean, one one. You know, a few things that's, you know, the, the the only thing that big news that came out that's really noteworthy, and I'm not even talking about um, um, Daniel Bryan fighting against Roman Reigns because we all know Roman Reigns is going to retain the title again, you know. But the, the biggest news that came out of WWE this week that I could think of is um, um, it's they're going to have the match. They're going to have Bailey versus uh, Bianca Belair for the title. Yeah, it looks like that. Yeah, after uh, after months of Bailey not really you know, in, in the in any of the women's matches, mm-hmm. you know, now she's finally in the big picture now. Exactly. That one actually has a build up, and then you got on Raw uh, a storyline, a heel turn that never made any sense. Alexa Bliss, she's. Um, you know, she's putting the women on notice, and she had a whole life story of saying she always knew Lily all her life, which kind of ruins the canon story of her and Bray Wyatt. Because looking back at Alexa Bliss from when she came up, there was no sign of any like evil, demonic things going on with her. It, it, the whole story was Bray Wyatt tricking her, you know, possessing her, you know, to to be evil. Yeah. Now they're re, now they're rewriting history. And saying that she always knew Lily all these years, ever since she was a little girl, and all this, all this crap. Like, WWE, <laughs> get it together, man. Get it together, man. Then the whole, the whole, the whole Alexa Bliss storyline as a, as this, you know, evil version only works when she's with Bray Wyatt. Her leaving Bray Wyatt and joining a, with a, with a a doll, a Chucky wannabe doll, it, it just makes no sense. Yeah, I don't get it at all. So what are you going to do now? You're going to have um, her puppet go against uh, Bray Wyatt's puppet? <laughs> I guess so. I guess that's what's going to happen. It's Weird. just so dumb. And then you get the doll, <laughs> like, and trying to eat the camera. Like, what the, like, what the heck is going on with this? WWE is just trying to replicate what the 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 the, the stuff that Bray Wyatt came up with, right. you know, behind the scenes and trying to do, try to get catch lightning in a bottle after they ruined Bray Wyatt's um, storyline. It's like all the it's like all the storylines that the, the fans like that you have to ruin it. They, the hurt business was the hottest thing going on in WWE. Let's ruin it. They can't. They they kick. What's his name out of the? They kick uh, Benjamin, Sheldon Benjamin, and um, what's his name out of the group? Um, Cedric Alexander. After you know those guys were trying for years to get back, you know, you know, get some some you know um, TV time. They got rid of. They they ended the thing, and you know, essentially next year by next year they're gonna be in the cuts of of uh, next year, unfortunately, because. 
WWE always saying, you know, Vince McMahon is always like, you know, reach for the brass rings, you know, reach for the brass rings. When people actually get over by themselves, like Zack Ryder did, like in 2011 with the uh, internet champion, then they just cut the they cut their legs right right from under them, and then they have to try to start from the beginning. Or Cesaro with the with the Cesaro section, you know, it's like you can only you can only be popular if you 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 do it their way. They promote you. Exactly. You try to you try to get popular from the fans. They're gonna try to shortchange you. That's what they did with Daniel Bryan too. The Yes Movement got so big. That they had no choice but to insert him into the match against Randy Orton and um and Batista, and then um what was another thing? Kofi Kingston, Kofi Mania. Oh, That's yeah. another thing. Calling for him to be yeah. Mus- yeah, Mustafa Ali was supposed to be in that match against um Daniel Bryan, but Mustafa Ali got injured. Kofi Kingston, you know, got into that match, wowed everybody. And then the fans were like, no, you have to put the title on him now. 11 years, the guy's been doing, doing the work, put it on him. Then WWE was forced to do the right thing yet again. And then now WWE want to take credit for, for doing Bianca Balor versus Sasha Banks, which, yes, great match, great buildup, history-making stuff, you know, first time two black women competing at WrestleMania for the title, phenomenal um, accolade. Long overdue, long overdue, and that's the problem. It's long overdue because WWE is the one that books the stuff, and they didn't see that a, you know a black woman, much less two black women, were were the main event in WrestleMania. Yes, they've had a few. They've had what Jazz and and uh, Jacqueline, you know, but those are rarities. You can't take a, a pat on the back when you're the ones that are, you know. Being the Wizard of Oz behind the scenes, controlling what goes on, you know. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else that happened. In, well, oh yeah, I, I just noticed something now. Apparently, apparently, uh, WWE didn't like that that um, Snoop Dogg appeared on AEW. Uh, on January 6th, and, um, you know, WWE apparently didn't like that. So, apparently they spoke to him about it. But one thing is, it's like, yes, Snoop Dogg has a great history with WWE. You know, he, um, you know, his cousin Shasha Banks is on the show. It had a lot of, you know, he's made multiple songs for them. I mean, he made a new song for Cody Rhodes, too. But Snoop Dogg is not an employee of WWE. Second of all, according to WWE, their wrestlers are not employees. They're independent contractors that somehow they they don't have the right to, to, to you know, take jobs else, elsewhere, even though they're independent contractors. Yeah, so it like, doesn't make any sense. So why are they mad at Snoop Dogg? They don't see AEW as competition. Like they literally said that with because Snoop, uh, um, Chris Jericho interviewed with um, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin at, at the um, the interview. What was it called? The um, the Broken Skull rant the session. I haven't seen it yeah. yet, but I know that's going to be an epic uh, discussion between the two of them. Well, they've they've had a discussion before on Jericho's show, no? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, no, they've talked to each other several times on their show, but I'm talking about the the WWE Network exclusive show that they have after a pay-per-view event. Oh, yeah, yeah, Now yeah. it's on Peacock now because they moved it over. But, yeah, yeah. this is the first time, like, they're, they're having an AEW person on their show. Um, I mean, with the exception of Billy Gunn when he um, was inducted to the Hall of Fame of DX. Right. You know, but... Yeah, that's, you know, that's, it is what it is, man. Um, anything else you'd like to say? Before you, uh, uh, no, uh, you guys, uh, you know, check your local listings for my show, iMac, and I'll come back here next week and check out Sports Urban Legend, only on Blog Talk Radio. All right, you heard the guy. Check out his show, iMac. Check your local listings. Uh, check out my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV. And come back here every Saturday at 11 and check out this show, Sports of the Legend, with your host, William Ramo and Macaulay Matthew. So we'll, got, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.